Welcome to this message from Shofar Christian Church. May you experience God's grace as you listen to this word being preached. So those of you who have your Bibles here can open with uh, us to Psalm 40. So uh, I don't know whether uh, Uncle Trevor knew I was going to preach from Psalm 40 this morning. You didn't know, okay. Coincidence. The divine coincidence, right? Spirit coincidence. Yeah, the Spirit works like that. That's what it means that we're a body, because uh, the Holy Spirit often says the same things through different people, showing that we're all filled with the same Spirit, listening to the same Spirit, led by the same Spirit. As the Word says, those who are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. Right? So um, that's a little bit, I guess, what have, of what we've experienced. So welcome, and uh, I'm going to be sharing um, from, from Psalm 40, uh, What to Hide in Your Heart. Uh, and let me just jump in there uh, and there we go, and just read the scripture for us. Psalm 40 from verse 5. <clears throat> it says, You have multiplied, O Lord my God, your wondrous deeds and your thoughts towards us. None, of, none can compare with you. I will proclaim and tell of them. In other words, of your wondrous deeds and your, and your thoughts. Uh, they, yet they are more than can be told. In sacrifice and offering you have not delighted, but you have given me an open ear. Burned offerings and, off, uh, and sin offering you have not required. Then I said, Behold, I have come. In the scroll of the book it is written of me. I delight to do your will, O my God. Your law is within my heart. And from verse 9 it says, I have told... I've told the glad news of deliverance in the great congregation. Behold, I have not restrained my lips. As you know, O Lord, I have not hidden your deliverance within my heart. I have spoken of your faithfulness and your salvation. I have not concealed your steadfast love and your faithfulness from the great congregation. As for you, O Lord, you will not restrain your mercy from me. Your steadfast love and your faithfulness will never, uh, will ever persevere. Preserve me, for evils have encompassed me beyond number. My iniquities have overtaken me. I cannot see. They are more than the hairs of my head. My heart fails me. Be pleased, O Lord, to deliver me. O Lord, make haste to help me. And Lord, we thank you for your word, Lord, uh, which is a light to our feet and a lamp to our po- uh, a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. And thank you, Lord, that that you speak, Lord still today through your word, Lord, your word that ever lives. Thank you, Lord God, that, that we can just quiet ourselves and hear your voice. And thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are here to instruct us, to lead us into all truth. Thank you that even now you are um, continuing to speak to our hearts, even as you did during our time of, of praise and worship, Lord God, even Lord, as you spoke specific words to, through certain people, Lord God, that, that even now you're continuing to speak to us and continuing to, with your still uh, small voice, Lord, whisper in our ears. And we pray, Lord, that you will indeed, as the psalm say, says, give us an open ear, Lord, to hear you in Jesus' name. Amen. just want you to think for a moment, <clears throat> and if you have something to write 
to take notes with or, or a phone or something that you're taking notes on. Maybe you can, you can sort of write a few ideas. But I want you to just think, um, who of you have shared a testimony in the last week? Can you just maybe wave at me? Quite a lot. Okay. Um, who of you share testimonies as much as, you've, as you'd like to? Very few of us, right? In other words, what we're saying is all of us would like to share our testimony more. Okay? And, and here's my, my question. Is there a testimony, say in the last month or so, something that the Lord has done for you and in your life? Some deliverance, some salvation, some goodness that God has shown you that you haven't shared. So just, just close your eyes for a moment and just think of that. And just even ask the Lord, Holy Spirit, is there something, some deliverance that you've worked in my life, some salvation that I have not shared? If the Lord shows you anything, I just want you to write it down or just make a, at least a mental note of it. According to this the scripture that we just read, all of us should be able to think of something that God did in our lives that we have not yet shared with anyone. Because notice what it says here. Uh, your wondrous deeds uh, and thoughts towards me. Um, and, and then it says, they are more than can be told. And if it's true for David, writing the psalm, it's true for us. God's wondrous works towards us are more than can be told. So inevitably... God has done more in your life than you have told of. God has done more in your life than you have testified of. And therefore, we should be able to think of certain things in our lives that God has done in our lives that we have not yet told of and testified of. Okay? Now, my, my question is, if God's wondrous deeds towards us are more than can be told, why don't we tell of them more often? Why don't we tell of them more often? And sometimes what we do is we hide them in our heart. God, God does amazing things in our, in our lives. God does amazing things for us and in us and through us. But we hide them in our heart. So why? This is the main question I want to ask this morning from this text. So I'm not going to try and preach everything that's in the text. But I'm just going to ask this question. From this text and from our experience, why do we often hide what God has done in our hearts instead of speaking about it? Okay, I'm just going to give a, a couple of reasons, and like I said, I'm going to try and keep this um, very short. Why do we hide them, God's wondrous works, in our hearts? As um, Psalm 40 verse 10 says, um, David actually says, uh, I have not concealed them. Um, I've spoken of them. I've not hidden your deliverance within my heart. Okay, so why do we often do that? Um, and and just a few reasons, and this is in no particular order. Um, one of the first reasons is that, unlike David, um, we, we often don't, we often hide our needs and um, our desperation in our hearts. We don't bring it to God. Now, we know David was very good at that. He was very good at bringing his needs before the Lord. You just read the Psalms, and David... I mean, sometimes it's a little embarrassing, 
<laughs> right? I don't know if you find the Psalms a little, but I mean, the way that David sometimes speaks to God, you know, you, you, you sometimes think, you know, are you even allowed to speak like that to God? It's like a, like a, um, like a, um, demanding child, you know, before their parent, you know, sometimes it just, it's like David just blurts it out, you know, <laughs> before he's thought about it. And, and, and I think that's the point. I think that's exactly the point. I think sometimes we think too much about what we pray and we filter our needs and our desires and what's going on in the inside before we actually pray to God as though God's going to be intimidated by it or offended by it or shocked by it, as though he doesn't already know what's going on in our hearts, right? And, and David presents prayer to us as pre-reflective outbursts towards God. Do you get that? Prayer as pre-reflective outbursts. In other words, unfiltered, out, childlike outbursts towards God. And, and, and I think sometimes we, we don't experience as much deliverance or even see the deliverance that God accomplishes because we don't pray like David prayed. We filter everything. We hide, actually, our needs in our heart and we don't tell God about it. And, you know, God in His grace often meets our needs even when we don't ask him to. Because that's the kind of father he is. But so often he wants to use our prayers to meet our needs and the needs of people around us. So I, I think one, one reason we often end up not talking about God's deliverance so often is because we don't actually, instead, you know, because we hide our needs in our heart, we end up, you know, hiding our deliverance out. Because here's the thing, if you don't pray about something, God might still meet the need, but then you, because you didn't pray about it, you're less likely to notice that God met the need. And then you hide it, you conceal it in your heart. You don't tell about it. Okay? Another reason is because, um, unlike David, we, we, we often don't take the time to meditate on them. Now, it's clear that, medit- that David was meditating regularly on what God did in his life. And even writing songs about it. I mean, that's what the Psalms are. A lot of the Psalms are songs where David has clearly meditated on what God has been doing in his life. And he's written them, he's turned them into a song and he's been singing them. And then um, getting other people to sing them as well. Okay? So David constantly meditated on what God was doing in his, in his life. He, was, he, he obviously, you know, when he was a shepherd boy out there in the field all alone, just with sheep who didn't talk back. <laughs> you know, he had his harp there and his sling and his staff. And, uh, you know, I think mostly he was using his harp, you know, just sitting there singing, you know, praising God and meditating on what God was doing in his life. Thinking about, pondering God's deliverance and salvation and goodness in his life and writing songs about it. And so often in our rushed modern life, we don't take the time to do that. I mean, if I had to ask now, who of us often feels rushed and overwhelmed? I'm sure most of us, if not all of us, would put up our hands and say, yes, that's me. You know, I'm, I'm part of it. And, and part of the reason for that is, you know, just technology. You know, it's, it's not like the olden days where, you know, you knocked off at 5 o'clock and left your work at, 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 at the office. Your work follows you everywhere. Okay? And it, it's not just work, it's entertainment. It follows you everywhere. And so often, people, when they used to get bored, they used to say, grab the Bible and read. When we get bored, what do we do? 
Facebook, YouTube, Showmax, Netflix. I mean, they're just millions of little things that can entertain us. And they crowd out the quiet times where we could just sit still and meditate on how God has worked in our lives and delivered us. And then we don't. We, we actually have testimonies, but we never meditate on them. We never think about them. And that's why I had you at the beginning. Now just sit still for a moment and actually think about it. Is the Lord starting to remind you of a few things that He has done in your life that you're now starting to think about, that you're now starting to remember, ah, oh, yes, actually, that's something that God did. Now, here's another thing, another reason why we often miss it. So often we focus only on the spectacular stuff that God does in, in our lives. You know, we hear a testimony of someone getting a new job or someone being healed you know, of some other um, sickness. And we think, oh, you know, that's a testimony. But you know, what's happening in my life is not really a testimony. It's, it's too small. It's too insignificant. It's too mundane. It's too everyday. No, it is not. <laughs> it's part of the wondrous works of God in your life. Often the very little things are amazing things that God, are do, that God is doing in our lives. And we need to meditate on them and see how amazing they are. And remind ourselves of how amazing they are. And worship the God who does such amazing, such wondrous works in our lives. So, uh, right now, that, that, that filter that we all tend to have that says only the spectacular stuff, I want you to right now just take it away. Just remove it. Think mundane. Think everyday things. Can you now start seeing a few more things that God has been doing in your life? A few more wondrous works? Can you? I hope so. <laughs> um, also, we don't... Often we, we, we end up hiding God's deliverance in our heart because we don't hide his word in our heart. Uh, I don't know if you noticed in, in verse 8, it says, uh, I will delight to do your will, O my God. Your law is within my heart. And the thing is, if God's law, his word is hidden in your heart, then you're going to filter everything that happens to you through his word. And then you're going to see that the things that happen to you are God's wondrous works of deliverance for which you're going to want to praise him, of which you're going to want to tell other people. Okay? So often we miss them because we haven't eaten God's word in our heart. So if you want to see more testimonies, don't only meditate more on what God has done, but hide God's word in your heart. Meditate on his word and then meditate on how he's done. And then you'll see how he's been faithful to his word and actually accomplished his promises. Fulfilled his promises in your life. Amen? Also, sometimes we miss them, just like David, because um, as David says in, in verse 12, if I can find it now. Mm, here we go. For evil... Um, let me read it up there. For Evils have encompassed me beyond number. My iniquities have overtaken me. I cannot see. They are more than the hairs of my head. My heart fails me. What I want you to see is David was an ordinary, normal, sinful human being just like us. In fact, I think by all sort of normal standards, he was, he was quite a champion sinner. <laughs> Who of you have murdered people? Had them assassinated? You know? 
committed adultery. You know, I mean, David has done pretty much, you know, all, you know, the like really spectacular sins. He's, he's, he's pretty much committed them. So, we, you know, we, we tend to think you have to be sinless to be able to praise God like this. No, you don't. Okay? All that you need to do is not hide your sin in your heart. While David was hiding his sin in his heart, it was blinding him. He was saying, that, you know, my sin's starting to overwhelm me. While, while I was hiding it, it overwhelmed me. I couldn't see. I can't see. But now I'm confessing my sins. I'm admitting my sins. And God, part of God's deliverance, is not only from the um, evils that have encompassed me that are beyond number. In other words, the, the evils around me, the dangers around me, people attacking me from the outside, uh, or things going wrong on the outside. It's not just that from which God delivers me. It's also the sin on the inside from which God delivers me. In other words, God's wondrous work is to deliver me on the outside and the inside, to save me from dangers without and within. And all that I need to do is stop hiding my sin in my heart and just admit it. And then all of a sudden, I can see again, I can start seeing the wondrous works that God does. And part of the wondrous works that God does is then to deliver me and save me from those sins. Amen? Um, also, another reason why we, we often hide God's deliverance and His wondrous works in our hearts is because we don't realize the effect of hiding God's deliverance in our hearts. Notice what it says um, in verse 10. It says, um, I have not hidden your deliverance within my heart. I have spoken of your faithfulness and, sal and your salvation. I have not concealed your steadfast love and your faithfulness from the great congregation. He's saying, he's using parallelism, but he's, um, every time he's adding a little something. He's, he first says, so he's saying the same thing three times, but every time he's just adding an, something extra. So, so in, uh, in, in the first phrase he says, I have not hidden your deliverance within my heart. Okay? It's a negative statement of what I've not done. I've not hidden it in my heart. But then he adds something extra. I have spoken of your faithfulness and salvation. In other words, not only have I not hidden it in my heart, but I've actually testified about it. I've spoken about it to other people. I've made it known. Okay? But then he adds something else, and he says, I've not concealed your steadfast love and faithfulness from the great congregation. Can you see what he goes from speaking of God's deliverance to God's attributes? If I hide God's deliverance in my heart, I'm concealing God and who God is from the great congregation. I'm robbing people from the opportunity to get to know God better. Do you realize that God's wondrous works in your life is what He wants to use to reveal Himself in someone else's life? Can you see now that your, your, you know, what you've been hiding in your heart is kind of a little bit more important than you realized? When you don't speak of it, when you don't testify of it, you're robbing someone else of the opportunity to getting to know God better. Because that's what God's wondrous works can do. It can reveal God Himself. His faithfulness and um, Steadfast love. The, the word there, steadfast love and faithfulness, those words are often used in the Psalms. The, the steadfast love is chesed, God's covenant faithfulness and love. It's, it's, um, it, it, it's the epitome of who God is and what motivates Him. 
It's, it's the essence of his character. When the New Testament says God is love, that's part of what it means. God is love. So when you're testifying, you're not only sharing God's wondrous works and what he has done, you are actually putting God on display and revealing God himself to the people that you're speaking to, to the great congregation that you're testifying to. And then finally, um, uh, often we, we hide God's deliverance within our hearts, God's wondrous work within our hearts, because we don't meditate uh, deeply enough on God's ultimate deliverance. Uh, in verse 6 and 7, let me just quickly read that. I won't say too much um, on that. It says, um, In sacrifice and offering you, uh, you have no deli- not delighted. Um, you have given me an open ear. Burnt offerings and sin offerings you have not required. Then I have said, Behold, uh, I have come. In the scroll of the book it is written of me. Let me just uh, read that to you where, where it's quoted in the New Testament. And it's actually from, from the, the Greek version of the Old Testament. And it's, it's applied to Jesus. Consequently, when Christ came into the world, he said, Sacrifice and offerings you have not desired, but a body you have prepared for me. In burnt offerings and sin offerings you have not taken pleasure. Then I said... And what Christ said, Behold, I've come to do your will, O God. It is, written in the scroll, uh, it is written of me in the scroll of the book. In other words, when we, I mean, David only saw that, you know, in a sense, prophetically, in a glass darkly, you know, ahead of time. We can see it much more clearly in hindsight. What, that, that in the book of the scroll is written of Christ and that God's ultimate wondrous work, his ultimate deliverance, his ultimate salvation is when he prepared a body. He doesn't delight in burnt offerings, animal offerings, but when he created a body for himself and offered himself for us. And that's the most wondrous work of all, where God saves us and does the, most, the greatest deliverance of all. And if we meditate on that, if we meditate on all of those things, we will have testimonies to share in small group in the great congregation at work at home and we ought to have a culture of constant testimony thanksgiving praise to our God and the only way to start getting that culture is to constantly celebrate Share testimonies and celebrate testimonies of the wondrous works that God has been doing in our lives. Thanks for listening to this message from Shofar Joburg. May the grace you receive produce God's greatest glory and your greatest good. For more information and sermons, please visit our website at www.shofar.joburg.com.